What's up, everybody? Hey, welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy. Hey, two weeks in a row, good job. Thank you. Where this is episode 16. 16. Do you guys remember that show, My Super Sweet 16 on MTV? No. They'd have like crazy, every kid that was turning 16 was like the worst kid in the history of the world. But they'd be like, no, dad, I want to be, I want to be driven in by a carriage with 12 ponies. Like it was just super like extravagant. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. But it was one of those things you just couldn't just look away. Just one of like, like a teenage version of Bridezilla. I don't know why 16 is like the hallmark age for MTV TV shows. Like uh-huh. 16 and pregnant. 16 and it's your birthday. 16 and 16. 16 <laughs> and 16. Yeah. So, episode 16, we made it. It's sweet. Four months worth of content. So, good job. Um, so, today we're going to do a little bit of news. A little recap because... Uh, this is, we're recording obviously for this Monday, uh, which is May the something, I don't know, I, I lost track of my days, the 11th, something like that, what's today, what's the date? Yeah, it'll be the 11th. So it'll be the 11th when this comes out. Uh, so this past Monday was May the 4th, be with you, I'm Revenge of the 5th, and uh, so we're kind of doing some recap, and so this past Monday a lot of news came out, and so we're talking about all that. Uh, you want to cover, what do you want to go for? Uh, my favorite, well, maybe not like my favorite favorite, but a, a, pers- a piece of news that's close to my heart is that they announced the arrival of the Sky- Skywalker Saga yep. Lego video game. So we knew it was coming, but they were giving us a little bit more content yeah. and an official release date. Yeah. I'm a so, big fan of all the little extras that come from the Lego video games. Like, mm-hmm. there's that bit about uh, Watto selling the red flags. Red flag! You can't see a big problem coming without your red flag. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Lego, dude, Lego humor hilarious. is some of my favorite. Yeah, it's super funny. So that's coming out this year, October, October 20th. 20th. Yep. And so 10, we're excited. 20, 20, 20. There you go. Oh, yeah, you're right. So uh, October 20th, Lego Skywalker Saga is coming out. Uh, they're also giving, uh, they just gave a recent, or it's coming, an update for Jedi Fallen Order. And they've also talked about uh, Jedi Fallen Order 2. Oh, I haven't seen the uh, the second part. Yeah, they're talking about... And I don't know how that's going to work because it's kind of a... Well, it, the story's it, was, left, up. it was left in a nebulous place. Um, I think, first of all, I think the Fallen Order update's already out. Yeah. Um, and then part two, I don't I don't really know. If you haven't played the game and you're worried about video game spoilers, I guess, just close your ears for a second. Um but it was just kind of left in a weird place. It yeah. was frustrating for me because you spend the whole game trying to secure this holocron, and then uh, you finally get it, and he's like, "You know what? No." And then he cuts it in half, and I was like, "Well, what a waste of smart of a fucking." <laughs> uh, but I was like, "They're already force sensitive. You've yeah. got the two most po- powerful beings in the galaxy that are gonna find them eventually. It's just a matter of time. So why not? How about you? You get a head start. You get ahead. Yeah." So they're talking about number two coming out, and they said it's an expansion of the series or um, of the... I can't remember the word they used, but it was like they made it sound like there was going to be more than two even. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But it could be... It would be really cool if you were playing as other characters who survived the Purge. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be neat. That so would like, be cool. You know, if you got to play as freaking my boy. Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. That would be Quinlan sick. Quinlan Voss would be sick. Uh, Caleb Doom would be cool. Um, that would be cool. So just stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I'm just thinking outside the box of what they could do. Yeah, but anyway, they you know 
that's kind of in the air. What's now, next? the two other things, well, I mean, there's like three or four other things, but the two uh, biggest things to come out that have been, I guess, confirmed, the other things we're going to kind of cover a little bit are rumors, but uh, the two biggest things to be confirmed are um, Emmy nominee Leslie uh, Headland. She's going to write and produce uh, a brand new series for Disney+. Plus. And they haven't really gone into detail at all about what that's covering mm. or the timeline or anything like that. So that's new coming to Disney Plus, uh, confirmed officially through StarWars.com, Lucasfilm, all those news outlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the even bigger news is that um, uh, Taika Waititi, the director of Thor Ragnarok, he also directed um, one or two episodes of The Mandalorian season one. I know he directed the finale. I think he directed two episodes. Yeah, I think he was also responsible for Jojo Rabbit. Yes, Academy Award winner director for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. And uh, everything so, of his that he's touched to me, he's got the Midas touch, man. It's turned to gold. Yeah, so I very Thor, much Thor Ragnarok was really good. Yeah, that was fantastic. And he also was the voice of IG Eleven. Yeah. So that's really neat. So he's already got his feet wet in Star Wars. Yeah. He's got you know his credentials built up from. If anybody's got to get a trial run, let it happen in Marvel because I want them suited up by the time they get to <laughs> get to my precious yeah. Star Wars. And he he had a quote the other day that I saw on Instagram that says, "Star Wars doesn't take itself too seriously, but it does know itself." And I was like. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. So to me, that says Star Wars doesn't have to be exactly the same all the time, mm-hmm. but it does need to be in that same feel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, that's why, to me, I personally like Solo better than Rogue One, but I feel like Rogue One feels more like an original trilogy Star Wars movie, but they both feel Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think that's what a lot of people had issue with The Last Jedi is that it didn't feel like Star Wars to a lot of people. And maybe that's because preconceived notions or here's how this character should be, here's how this character should be. Mm. But when you're a lifelong Star Wars fan, even though neither one of us were alive when the originals came out, if you're 20-something years old, 15, whatever, and you're walking into a theater thinking, here's how Luke Skywalker is. I know that nothing has to be built around what I expect. Right. But it does feel like there were inconsistencies, if that makes sense. And so... To feel like there's somebody coming in to make a movie who really... I feel like he really gets Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Even in the little bit that we've seen him direct The Mandalorian. So, uh, really, really great news. Now, on to some rumors. Okay. Um, so, Kenobi series um, has been coming for a while now. Yeah. Movie, then series. For then... you and McGregor, he doesn't like to be uh, deceitful, but he's had to keep that under the wraps for, what, two years before they made the announcement? Yeah. Maybe even more than that, actually. Yeah. But, um, you know, he'd say like stuff like... I'd love to be Obi-Wan again. You know, I'd, I'd really enjoy it. You know, who knows? But if they called, I would answer. You know, wink, wink. They haven't calling. I haven't answering. We've been in these deep contract talks and all that stuff. Um, but uh, Obi-Wan series, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about was one of my beefs with, especially the first season of Star Wars Rebels, is that it's Star Wars is so great at location. Mm-hmm. Like, we start on Tatooine. And then, you know, you go to... Yavin or the Death Star or things like that you know then you go to episode 5 and it's like you ever seen a planet that's just snow now you have and it's just there's Hoth and then there's the complete opposite which is this humid disgusting swamp Dagobah then there's Cloud City that's not even really a it's a city that's not even really a planet it's actually just a little space station above Bespin and stuff like that and so for Rebel season 1 when it was like here we are it's a grassy field we'll be here all night uh I was like, can we get out of here, please? Be here all season. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, so Come by next week. 
so for that, that was one thing that worried me. Not that I was ever worried. Like, I'm an Obi Wan fan. I'm yeah. a Ewan fan. You know, there's like a 300 percent chance this whole show takes place on Tatooine. Right. At in least the Ewan in, in the present tense. Right. So maybe there are flashbacks, and maybe that's a way to kind of expand the world. Which in, leads in a way. us to our next rumor. So the rumors are. Uh, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, Disney, whatever. I get the list is so long of names that are involved in creating Star mm-hmm. Wars now. Um, but they're in talks with... Uh, I've heard Hayden Christensen a lot mm-hmm. in his, to, revise his, to revise his role as Anakin Skywalker. So was that a flashback or is it like a, here's what he would say if he was still Anakin type thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then another rumor that I haven't heard as much about, but I did, I did hear a few things... Um, is Ray Park reprising his role as Darth Maul. And I don't know how that would work. Um, does the Obi-Wan series cross paths with Rebels? Does it cross paths with... Solo, even. You know, or Solo? Yeah, yeah what does that mean? Um, so, anyways, uh, I would love a Crimson Dawn show, but that hasn't been talked about at all. Um, but, anyways, so those are two things that are kind of speculative. Um, more... Umph has been put towards the Hayden Christensen Anakin reprisal. Um, not as much Ray Park, but I did see some things. Both characters I would love to see. Yeah, which makes me a little suspicious about some little Disney switcheroo. What do you mean? Uh, you know, just ever since Disney took over Star Wars, they're kind of like, look over here, and then bam, it's over here. Uh-huh. Like they had everybody looking at Finn. Finn's the force sensitive one. He's holding the lightsaber in the trailer. Bam, it's, it's actually Ray. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So if they're putting. If they're letting so much things be seen over here, you know, I'm curious about what's going on over here. You mean with Anakin and Maul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be interesting if... Um, it would be very characteristic if they would, like, you know, just hype one up to mm-hmm. under-promise and over-deliver over here. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And I think maybe it's maybe it's because Ray Park has been so busy with Clone Wars stuff up until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see just him do... And there was that little snippet they put out of watching him do the motion capture fight as Maul versus Ahsoka in the last uh, season of Clone Wars and um, it was just so cool and watching him fight not that not that I was watching previous episodes of Clone Wars and being like that's not what Darth Maul would do like if there's one area of Star Wars that I don't know at all it's the styles of like they were fighting I'm just like don't get hit you know that's right. the style um, but seeing I didn't realize how much I missed seeing Ray Park fight as Darth Maul until I saw him again mm-hmm. doing the mocap and I was like wow that really feels like episode one you know not exactly but an evolved version of that it really felt like watching mm-hmm. him again so those are the two things uh, two guys that they're looking at uh, to maybe jump in on the Obi-Wan series so there's things. your news uh, so episode 16 uh, what are we talking about today today obviously I mean we didn't get to really have uh, a timely closure on the Star Wars arc. But now that we're here and we talked about Clone Wars at the beginning, we talked about, you know, the opening arc of the Bad Batch, you know, here in the final season, and we kind of discussed some things throughout. It's kind of our duty to give you uh, our take on the resolution now that the final episode's been released. Yeah. I I think I was so excited for Star Wars Fight Club that I didn't realize we should have done... A react to that. We should have done this episode last week. Yeah. But we were so excited about Fight Club that we just went well, with Well, and at that time, the final episode hadn't come out yet. Right. Yeah. I guess we could have done a... Yeah, that's true. 
we sh I guess we should have done an extra episode. I don't know. Should have cut a what we're here. Get over yeah. Thinking, are you thinking a full look back at all of Clone Wars? Or are you thinking this past season, this past arc? What are you? What are your thoughts? A little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, we're we now have a, a final a final look at it. You know what I yeah. mean? It's 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 a closed book. It was weird because remember we talked about Sam Witwer saying, "Get ready for the best Clone Wars ever." Mm -hmm. He delivered, um, but there was also the other gentleman that uh, worked with uh, Lucasfilm, who was part of the. Uh, part of the producing of Clone Wars and he said you keep loving them we'll keep making them um, and some people speculated he meant specifically Clone Wars some people how I felt was keep loving this we'll keep making shows like this mm -hmm. so what do you think that means now that you've seen where the season ends is there room for more stuff I, I mean there's always room for more stuff just because I mean, technically there any, is already more any material any scene we're watching yeah, there's some. There's a whole galaxy there's stuff elsewhere. Going on. You know what I mean? Right. There's, there is, by the imagination and by definition, a limitless number of stories that can be explained and expanded upon. Um, even if it's something just as uh, seemingly trivial as the Force Collector series, where it's just some random person we've never heard of, and it's their part in the galaxy. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The mm -hmm. Force has got its fingers in everybody's pie. Right. And so. Um, I think it's both closed and open. If they wanted to go explore it, there's still a lot of territory left. But at the same time, um, when Clone Wars was canceled the first time, and I guess what, by first time I mean when we had the lost episodes, we could pretty much draw the lines from there, you know, mm -hmm. to where episode three started up. But there was still a, a couple of weeks in, you know, real time where, you know, we're like, well, I guess this is what happened. I guess this is where the story goes. Mm -hmm. And there are things we just didn't know for sure. And I think that um, kind of seeing events leading up, especially through a, a person like Ahsoka who was involved in the beginning of the war and kind of had her hands off um, for a little bit, but to be close enough to the main characters while also being removed enough to give a point of view of the Clone Wars that didn't step on the toes too much mm -hmm. of what we already knew from Episode 3. Right. I feel like it was really well done, and it kind of helped us draw a final conclusion, especially, you know, when we get to the end there and we see that, wow, this is the Empire now. Mm -hmm. You know, this is Vader now, you know, checking up on all the things that happened at Order 66. Like, this is after the end of Episode 3. We're now, you know, moving towards Episode 4. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's just a... So it's a big world let's now. do this. Let's give our really quick two minute how we felt about the last arc or last couple of episodes. Because since we've recorded, you hadn't watched even episode eleven yet. I don't think that came out last Friday. Yeah, I did. We recorded. I did. I watched episode eleven that day, and then I didn't get to watch episode twelve for a couple of days. I was really busy. Right. So let's kind of give our take on um, where the Mandalore's arc takes us. Siege of Mandalore arc. Mm -hmm. And spoiler, f I guess let's just go into his last that last episode spoiler free. I mean, it's already spoils. I I kind of spoils. 
rate it out of ten. What do you think? Uh, the just the last two episodes. Yeah. Um, what was it? The Phantom Apprentice was that? That was, was 10. ten. Eleven was called Shattered. Okay. And then twelve was um, Victory and Death, I believe. Okay. Which is a cool. Yeah, that is cool. A cool band name out there. If you're listening and you want <laughs> band name, cool. call it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, episode eleven. <laughs> Dang, they're both way up there. Yeah. They're like 9.5, mm-hmm. both of them. I feel like you can't give out a 10 just because. I, yeah, I feel almost honor-bound to keep that 10 close to my heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I did, uh, if somebody were to go through the archives and hold it against me, I'm pretty sure I gave uh, Rise of Skywalker a 10 somewhere out there, but yeah, I was zealous, <laughs> and you can't hold it against me. Right. Now that I've had time to reprise myself, uh, yeah, I kind of... I kinda, hold that 10 with an iron fist but yeah that's like the 9.5 9.7 like imdb scores that are mm-hmm. really high you know that mm-hmm. that kind of territory they were right. just really well done yeah i would say the same um so i i think that the way they finished it was really good i think that uh they did a really good job because we if you've seen other material without getting too like if you've seen this you've seen this already mm-hmm. but it would there's you knew certain things could or could not happen based on other material that's already out there, mm-hmm. and they still made you root for what was already going to happen. Right. You know. Um, so I guess we'll just jump into it. But um, man, the the episode shattered episode eleven, which was the Order sixty six episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that it would be too cliche to name it Order sixty six, but I think it would have been really cool to just call it Order sixty six. Or if they call it Execution. Yeah, that'd been sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. So, Lucasfilm, if you're looking for somebody out there to help you with title names, I'm your guy. <laughs> um, I I really enjoyed it, and I thought that it was um, I think it really delivered what you're looking for. Man, I was thinking about this, and I was, I've always, you know, ever since you're a kid and you see Revenge of the Sith, you're like, okay, so what situation would I rather be in? You know, because if you're on, let's say you're on Kashyyyk. And there's two clones around you, mm-hmm. you know, with Yoda. And you're surrounded by Wookiees who will kill the clones for you. Yeah. And then you're in dense... No questions asked. You're in dense brush, you know. And, you know, little do we know that freaking Wookiees have, like, ginormous claws that can climb up those rocher trees. So it's like... Right. Well, and if you've... All right, let's get out of here. To you know? pull on something we talked about earlier, if you've played Fallen Order, Kashyyyk is fast. And there's yeah. a lot of wildlife out there to kind of... Uh, right. To borrow a phrase from my dad, run interference for you. <laughs> Uh, you're basically on Skull Island. Yeah. So if you're Yoda and you're strong in the Force and you're able to just do front flips through all those branches, you got a pretty good escape plan. Now, the place that I never considered because we didn't, I guess maybe because we didn't see it in a movie or comic or whatever, Star Destroyer, terrifying, and that's exactly where Ahsoka and Maul yeah. find themselves when all this goes down. But Maul. Not bothered in the least. Not bothered in the least. I think some of the coolest mall action we've ever seen. Yeah, I like mean, the, the, outside of the, the lightsaber fights and all that. I stuff. mean, yeah, that was cool. But yeah, have you ever seen him like decapitate somebody with a piece of metal that he pulled off the wall? He's yeah. just casually walking. That's what's so cool to me is that he's so in command. Mm-hmm. You know, even when things don't go his way, he's like, "Well, guess I'll kill him." Mm-hmm. You know, he's just I don't. It's just cool to see him large and in charge like that. Maul is such an interesting character because he's got like that Katy Perry syndrome where he's like, 
hot or cold, you know? Like, he's either, like, super calm, like, you know, when he's talking to Ahsoka and she's like, do you mean bring balance to the Force? And he's like, no, God, you didn't. I'm talking about the utter chaos. Like, he's got that reserved, like, almost introverted style. And then Obi-Wan just pushes those buttons that brings out the crazy side. Um, You freaking know that nobody knows how to push his buttons like Kenobi. Because Kenobi's already, he's kind of like a push-your-buttons kind of guy. Right. We see him in the elevator in uh, Revenge of the Sith, and... He hadn't even made the joke, and Anakin's like, don't say anything. He's like, I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, he's the antagonist. Yeah, he's got that up his sleeve constantly. I thought you were going to mention Elevator Ride from Attack of the Clones whenever you can tell Anakin's nervous (laughs) about being around a girl again. (laughs) (laughs) You're nervous. (laughs) Relax. He's like, oh yes, forgot about that. Yeah, so so it's kind of cool. You see Maul, and it's like, You've got Ahsoka's side of the story, which is Maul is causing chaos for her. Yeah. So at the end of at the end of their fight, you know, Maul gets a little overexcited, overextends himself, gets captured, and they have him in this freaking you know Juggernaut. Yeah, whatever cage. you want to call this thing. I can't you called it something, I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's like an Iron Maiden. You yeah, know, he's just locked in there. He can't move. Yeah, and so uh, he's in there, and apparently it, this is really cool because as a Boba Fett hardcore fan, woo, excuse me, uh, I'm a huge Mandalorian fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember before Star Wars was bought by Disney, and there was like material coming out all the time. Mm-hmm. The most you would get is like a book, like once every couple of years, and then you'd burn through that in like a week and a half, and be like. Y'all got any more of them Star Wars books? And so, uh, I remember when I was in, like, I don't know, fifth grade or something, I would, ha- I would, uh, I wrote a book, a Star Wars book. I remember. And, uh, it was basically Boba Fett giving Mace Windu his dues. And, uh, I've never forgiven Mace for that bull crap he pulled on Geonosis. Um, and I stand by my judgment of him. Bad day to have bring your son to work day, huh? <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is, watch this, Boba, this is how I kill a Jedi. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, so I wrote a book, and I remember thinking, like, I'm going to explore, I remember thinking, I'm going to write some Mandalorian lore here. I'm, like, I'm kind of impressed with my desire to expand the, uh, whatever you want to call it, the culture. And so, anyways, um, we we get to see that there's that box that, a force wielder is put in I don't know how it works because there's not they specifically negated the Islamiri from from Thrawn having it because they didn't like the idea of a creature negating the force when the force flows through all living things you know what I mean mm. but apparently in this box like you're unable to use the force I don't know how it works to me I was thinking why didn't you just blow the lid off of this thing mm. but for whatever reason the Mandalorians had you know they had outlawed it, but it was the last one. Bo-Katan had the last one. She probably kept it illegally out from under her sister's nose. And they're transporting Maul. And the whole time, it's just really cool animation because you just see his... All you see is his eyes. And he's just watching, watching, watching. And he's, he feels an Order 66 takes place. You see it. You see him mm-hmm. go, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Ahsoka comes to set him free. And he's like... 
all right, together we can do such and such. And she's like, "Mm -mm, we're not working together. I need you to create a panic. And even with Maul creating a panic, he still has such an easier time. Right. When you see him... Than Ahsoka. Taking out these clones with ease, and he's completely disarmed. Yeah, he says... It's just him and the Force, baby. Give me a chance. Basically, give me my lightsaber back so I have a fighting chance. And she says, which this is probably one of the coolest things Ahsoka's ever said. She's like, I'm not rooting for you. And he's like, very well. Yeah. And he goes, no lightsaber. No lightsaber necessary. And goes and does his thing. So sometime between, this is like a side note, but sometime between, you know, end of the Revenge of the Sith and end of Solo, which is, I don't know, 10 years maybe, there he gets that Inquisitor's, I always assumed it was from an Inquisitor he killed, but he gets that lightsaber that he has in Rebels. I don't know. Well, it, it looks I really like, want to know what that's, what that's about. I don't know. I don't know. He's, I mean, he's, if it we don't think about Maul, he's, he's able, he just gets his hands on some lightsabers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He left the dark saber, didn't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like in, let's not forget that he, if he really Maybe wanted he to, he could just, to, he could just freaking make one. You does know he go I mean? back to Mandalore? Question mark. And Rebels, when they go raid his little nest or whatever, oh, that's not on Mandalore, that's on Dathomir, where he has the dark saber. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Hey, Dave Filoni, if you're out there watching this, how does Maul go from having the Darksaber, using it against Sidious, using it once he gets out in Son of Dathomir, he has the single red blade and he has the Darksaber, and then switches to a double blade for Season 7 of Clone Wars, loses that, and then... Somehow has the dark saber again on Dathomir. What? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so then you move on to episode twelve, the final episode, um, victory and death. And at this point, Rex's inhibitor chip has been removed. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? That you know what it changed for me. And I don't know if we've talked about this, but it changed for me how I looked at Commander Wolf. Um, because in Star Wars Rebels, if you haven't seen it, it's been out for years, but Rex talks about him, Wolf, and Gregor removing their chips Mm -hmm. and resisting that. So, I always thought, oh, he had his chip removed, you know, the whole five things really shook him up and he had his chip removed before Order 66 came down. But he clearly responds and that's part of the episodes and that's part of the drama is that he has to have this emergency surgery after being stunned by the droids to have this chip removed and then he kind of comes to his senses and there was something that came out a couple years ago that said that Commander Wolf carried out Order 66 and then removed his chip and uh, one two questions a couple questions here one who did he kill? because his uh, Jedi Wolf j- was part of Plo Koon's unit yeah Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So was he flying behind, maybe? Could have been. I don't know. I don't know. It's not really clear. It could have been, like, there were just two in that. Yeah. So, anyways. In, the little, in those speeders. It talks about him having carried it out and then removed his chip, which is exactly what happened to Rex. So, at the time, I was like, dang, Wolf is kind of cold-blooded. Killed his Jedi and then removed the chip. But that's what happened to Rex as well. 
So I'll, I want to know. It makes me feel bad for having judged Wolf this whole time because they none of them knew to have removed their chips. Mm-hmm. You know? Rex knew something about it because he directs Ahsoka to look up Fives' whatever. Fives. Yeah. So who, does Rex go and get him and remove it? And is that one of the yeah. reasons that we see him and Gregor? So there is more story to yeah. be had. Clones-wise, for sure. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts? Kind of unpack how are you feeling during... I want you to unpack that last episode. I I mean, there's just so much to it, emotionally, story-wise, character building. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was texting you when I was watching. I was like, I'm finally watching it. And I was like, Maul is an absolute powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, you see him doing some Force Unleashed type stuff. Freaking... Uh, Dude, those pulling, power cells, those pulling engines. Pulling down all the hyperdrive motivators. Killing folks with them. Crushing them. He's, he's basically cutting off his own way of escaping. He doesn't care because he knows he's going to figure it out. Uh, it was so dope. I think he, for him, it's either... He killed think, somebody, took his helmet, and started using his helmet to block blaster bolts. I mean, we're was, seeing some sweet stuff. It was sick. I really liked how he destroyed that console so that once he started like messing stuff up that nobody could fix it. Mm. Uh, and, and the thing that was crazy to me was, for Maul, it's either death or escape. But going to Coruscant is not an option. Yeah. Because that's where Sidious is. And he is terrified. I think he knows at this point... I think it's just one of those uh, fear and trembling type things where, <laughs> you know, it's both a respect and a realization that if he goes there, everything he's worked for is ruined. Like, he mm-hmm. would rather face anybody else. Yeah. He, he would rather die. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's his whole thing is, I'm going to take this thing out of... Because he didn't know what, what, what where they were. Well, and what he was also saying was that... He knows that there's still an opportunity for him to grab some random power right now. You know what I mean? Because he has enough understanding of what's going on to take advantage of the chaos. He's saying that yeah, during he, Siege he of Mandalore. Yeah, he mentioned that before. So he knows that's all gone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If he gets to City of Cities, he's just going to try and make him uh, an Why assassin kill him? again. Kill him. I mean, he's reshaping the Empire so he doesn't have to uh, hide a Dark Force user anymore so he can make him an Inquisitor. Um, what do you think that would be like? Does Sidious I mean, honor the rule of two, in your opinion? No. No. Sidious could not care less about the rule of two, I don't think. So you think he let it work for him, like when he was coming up, and he believed in the in the. I think he understands the principle of it, but I think that he believes himself too powerful to But fall. maybe because he's realizing he's the culmination. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's I kind of th- like, that. okay, good, that worked really well. I think great. he sees himself as the exception. I think he, yeah, maybe it's because he's... Maybe it's because he's like, okay, well, now that this rule was in place to work in the shadows mm-hmm. to the overthrowing of the Republic and the Jedi, and now that that's done, that's not a necessary well, I know thing that, anymore. I mean, this shapes my thinking so much, even though I know it's not technically canon, but you see Plagueis starting to phase out the rule of two in, uh-huh. the, in the Plagueis novel where he's saying, you yeah. know, it's going to be where I'm not your master, you're not my apprentice, we're going to be equals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Plagueis... Uh, in that vein endorses Sidious training Maul. You know what I mean? That's yeah. now that's now another... Plagueis also didn't think Maul was worthy of pretty much anything. Yeah. Well, and he, he very accurately, you know, assessed Maul's weaknesses that were, you know, uh, eliminated through the Crucible, basically. But mm-hmm. um, he, there were just actions on both their parts and, and Sidious in canon as well um, in training... He was rebuilding old Sith traditions. He was built, basically making Sith assassins through the Inquisitors. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He, was, mm-hmm. he wasn't he was safeguarding 
the secrets of the Sith like all the Sith before him. Yeah. That's the rule of two. That the you, rule of two you is... You keep it right here, and yeah. he was spreading it out. Yeah. Because he knew now that he had the entire necessary. galaxy. Well, and that he wouldn't necessarily be able to retain that rule without spreading the dark side further out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's powerful, but he needs minions you know Mm -hmm. what i mean he needs underlings and i think he recognized that i think he i think he would have even i think maybe he even would have continued to work with plagueis if not for fear of plagueis i think he wants i think he wants to be number one right that's what i'm saying is that he didn't see he doesn't see dooku as an equal he doesn't see maul as an equal he does believe that vader will be stronger which is what he tells yoda but this is before he knows about vader's defeat so once Anakin loses to Obi-Wan or Vader loses to Obi-Wan and Mustafar, mm-hmm. and especially in the comics, they make it very clear that he is like, you are crap. Mm-hmm. You are not, like, he. I don't think he thinks anyone's ever going to surpass him at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe Anakin was that tool. Um, well, and I think it's even more confirmed to me now that Rise of Skywalker was a thing, and he says the one true Emperor. He doesn't believe in passing that torch anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, to me, is the ultimate now rejection of the Now it's just self-preservation. Yeah. That's that's rule of two is over. It's rule of one. I think it's very yeah. I think it's very um, you know when you have when you look at the light side and the dark side, you have force ghosts on the light side of things, mm-hmm. and that's you see tradition and stuff passed down. And then with the Sith, it's been very talked about that force ghosts and transferring your essence into the essence, the essence. I desire essence. Another marketable uh, role. Uh, when you look at their basically the Sith are not allowed by the force to continue to live on um, in the way that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and all those guys mm-hmm. do um, almost as a punishment like yeah you screwed the force your whole life well, you're also not I think if it's like they're spent yeah you know what I they're mean they're burnt out like Jedi spend their whole life giving mm-hmm. and the Sith spend their whole life taking yeah you know I, I, and I, I think if, you think about it the way it works on their bodies too you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you see the jedi and they have prolonged life and the sith even though their life is prolonged because of the force it's also shortened mm-hmm. you know what i mean like bane i mean i i guess maybe not canon wise anymore but you know bane's body had become decrepit you see it with sidious as well even though he was a little bit older yeah it was basically the force was holding his crappy body together you know what yeah. I mean? And, and that's the thing is that i guess the point i was getting to that is you know, when you have the, the final moment between Sidious and Rey in Episode Nine, and he says, I'm all the Sith, and she says, I'm all the Jedi, mm-hmm. she means the Force is with me, cheered in way style, mm-hmm. and all of these generations believe in me. Yeah, well, I also think trust like in me. Avatar and, State. Yeah, exactly, I mean? exactly. And Sidious is more like, I yeah. am all the Sith. She I'm, means all the Jedi with me, and he means that all the Sith led to me. Yeah, he he means I'm the pinnacle, and yeah. she means there's more to me than meets the eye. Yeah, he is like everything you see. That's what meets the eye. That's what it is. But it's me, and I'm super powerful. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, what would a you know what does Sidious mean? We are completely getting off track yeah. here with the Clone Wars review. But what does but Sidious mean? When this he, is what it is. Th- this what, is what it's about. What is what does Sidious mean when he tells? Uh, during Clone Wars, when he's like, "Please don't mercy, please," you know, he's like, "There is no mercy." And he says, "You know, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I have a use for you." Even in the Son of Dathomir comic, which unpacks those next episodes of the Clone Wars that were going to be made, 
that is not made clear. It's just he's Obi Wan Kenobi style, you know, shackled. And you know, Obi Wan Kenobi was like this, right? Yeah, whatever. I'm saying he's being he's being yeah held up in the air, suspended. Yeah. Uh, what what is that purpose? Do you think this is pure speculation? Again, I think it's just a tool somewhere. Yeah, or something? I think it's just part of Palpatine's ultimate design. He knows what's going to happen. He, I think he's a hundred percent positive mm-hmm. in his plan right now. Yeah, like he's gotten to the point. He's like, he's Usain Bolt slowing down before he's crossed the finish line. Like that's how sure he is that he's going to win. Yeah, and he knows now that he needs competent people under him, mm-hmm. and I know that he knows he's more powerful than Maul. But even though Maul has ambition, I think Palpatine believed he could shape that to still serve his purpose. Yeah. Maul... This kind of goes back into Clone Wars, but Maul, in in Season 5, I want to say, which is kind of the culmination of his story previously, Mm -hmm. um, when he is getting the Shadow Collective together, when you've got the Black Sun and the Mandalorians and the Pikes and all these guys, pretty much a bunch of drugs going around but what is his is his design to overthrow Sidious I think he just wants his corner of the galaxy I think he knows he would never be able to overthrow Sidious Sidious has the entire Republic resources yeah but I, I don't think Maul, I don't I don't think Maul knows that at he the t- has to know because he knows who Sidious is does he there's no way he doesn't Sidious trained him Dooku knows who he is and I don't think Dooku ever knew more than Maul did. Yeah. I guess, man. We're getting deep in the trap here. But, I, I, yeah, I think Maul... So why... I think Maul's just where he was in Siege of Mandalore, where he was like, I can grab I, something that's in the air. I think Siege of Mandalore Maul is more mature in, Absolutely. The, in the sense that he's like... But I think his end goal's always been the same. Like I think he's, just I think to have he, a little slice of heaven. I think he is way out too west. ambitious to settle. Uh-huh. Yeah, good reference. He's too <laughs> ambitious to settle for nothing. Yeah, but he knows that he'll never beat Sidious to have everything. I think he's just trying to get as much as he can. Man, because even when he was at his peak to that point, yeah, he's literally sitting on the throne. Yeah, he's got Mister Krabs with elongated horns to his left. Yeah. And he's got literally, you know, maybe the third biggest army in the galaxy at this point. And, I think besides, and he says a presence I haven't felt since <laughs> Master, and he panics. Yeah, you know what I mean. And but, he's, what, but I, I guess that's my point is when he okay, if you're Maul, right? You're just surviving. Like you've literally been eating your own crap for ten years. Not literally, but figuratively. A little bit, you know, <laughs> a little um, bit. You got that Does going he on. have a butthole? And <laughs> can he poop? I don't know. That is an interesting question. He was cut just below the navel, it looks. How does Maul poop? Does he get hungry? Colostomy bag question mark? Dude, what if he's running down the hall against the clone troopers <laughs> he and just he's got... a disgusting bag hanging on the <laughs> he's side? He's got like an like an exhaust pipe. What color is his poop? What does that have to do with anything? I'm just thinking about what's in that bag. It's red and black. <laughs> it's red and he just draws black lines on it every time. Because Maul's not black. He's like, it's got to be continuity. Yeah. Because all those are painted on, obviously. How weird. How does Darth Maul poop? Does he poop? 
He's a eunuch. That's why he gains so much self-control. <laughs> <laughs> All that testosterone right out of his system. He's Episode like, one, he's, he's like, finally, him. I can think clearly. Yeah. Episode one, he's like, as soon as I'm done here, I know where I'm going. <laughs> and he gets cut in half, and he's like, all my desires have shifted. He, I it takes him. Ruled. It takes him from episode one to like season four of Clone Wars just to come to terms with it, and he's like, "All right." Well, now that I've got it figured out, we'll go. Uh, so, okay, here's my thought: is Darth Maul? We should have just done an episode of Maul's story, but whatever. What That's is basically that? what this is. Um. Now. So. When he. He works with the Mandalorians because they saved his life and all this other crap. And he's like, his his whole thing is, I'm going to get back at Kenobi. Mm-hmm. But then they fight and Kenobi gets away. And his, so that whole thing is to be able to get enough power to overthrow everybody. So he needed enough power. Okay, okay. I, I'm trying to kind of origi- my own question. Originally his motivation was enough, revenge. He needed enough power to take over Mandalore, which is why he needed Black Sun and the Pikes to work with him. Right. To overthrow Vizsla. To become the ruler of Mandalore, to kill Duchess Satine. Well, and the thing for there. Mandalore was that he understood that it was kind of the head of the neutral systems, and if he could kind of overthrow that, he could throw it into more chaos, which means more things up for grabs. Mm-hmm. And you see him in that particular story arc where he's talking to uh, what's the prime minister's name? All neck. Uh, yeah, all neck purple eyes. <laughs> all neck. And uh, dude, he had some sick armor yeah he did but I he saw, was kind of a weenie when it came to fighting i so saw a really funny count. thing that was like i edited this to look like how he looks without his armor and it was like his shoulders and then like this long <laughs> turtleneck and because and then when, his helmet yeah without his armor he's like well yeah we'll see to it lord maul yeah my neck isn't that long but, but anyway all that to say we see in that arc where even maul is saying that his plans have evolved you know, as they've shifted and yeah. he's gathered more power and he saw more potential, he's like, yeah, this is bigger than I thought it was going to be. Right. And so I think he originally was motivated by revenge and then he started to realize that he had more potential, he had more to offer, he could garner more power than he originally thought. And then I think that kind of shifted and, I don't know, once he realized how far along Sidious's plans had gone, it was now like, all right, screw that. We've got now to focus on this thing because he knows what's it's mm-hmm. inevitable it's the titanic at this point mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's like let me just get to a door you right know, maybe i can get three or four doors mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> i'll collect the doors yeah. on the way and so uh it's just so strange because i feel like my favorite mall is the one from this season where he's like calculated clear-headed don't care if kenobi comes we need to kill skywalker to yeah it insidious. was cool that he we all think he wants Kenobi, and he's like, I just wanted Kenobi for Skywalker, you know? I like how he said, Skywalker, is it? He said, is it like five times in that one like little yammering he did? Yeah, he was being very aloof. He's like, uh, uh, oh, Ahsoka, is it? Maybe we could get Obi-Wan here. I know that one. And He's like, Kenobi for Anakin. sure. Uh, that tall blonde guy that cries a lot. The mopey one. Your master, was it? <laughs> is it in and out? It's funny because you can tell Not he... as good as Whataburger, is it? It's funny because you can tell he knows enough to, like, just be obnoxious mm-hmm. about it, you know? And he's like, uh... Because by the end of that episode, he's like, 
Anakin Skywalker, born on Tatooine, born of the Force. <laughs> you were born of my mother, you haven't. <laughs> so, uh, it's just weird. It's oh, like, hey, uh, do you see a guy go that way? About six foot two, blonde hair, blue eyes, wearing a turtleneck. Never heard of him. Never you know, it's like you're supplying all the details, yeah. and he's like, he gives you the Bugs Bunny no run around. Yeah. yeah. So, man, Clone Wars. It's probably. I mean, you can't really outdo the. Oh man, it's funny because this this rambling really shows where our priorities are because ninety percent of the people are like Ahsoka and Rex, Ahsoka and Rex, and I'm like, wonder what Maul's up to. Dude, Maybe I should give him a yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Um. I, when I'm watching it, I'm stressed for Rex. Right. I'm when you less see him, stressed for Ahsoka, and I just really want to know where the freak Maul is going to. When he gets in that ship and he goes in hyperspace, I'm like, all right, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Right. But we don't see him after that. I would I would bet a biker's dozen that he'd, he head straight to Dathomir. Think so? Oh, yeah, for sure. Somehow um, stops along the way where he stashed the Darksaber, Dave. Um... I thought he was cool that he's like, you wanted this chaos. And then to, yeah. to borrow one of my favorite childhood phrases, blasts her to Timbuktu. Gets in that gets in that <laughs> shuttle. And then I will recuse myself. Apparently I spoke too soon saying we never saw Ahsoka pull a shuttle out, pull of, the a shuttle out of the sky. But she was getting dragged and needed help from Rex. And it was so not nearly Ray, like what Ray did. Yeah, Ray was still more powerful. I stand by what I said, even though, okay, Ahsoka's a little more powerful than I gave her credit for. Ray would still win the fight. Um, Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, no, I, although my heart was wrenched and I hated to see Rex, like, uh, basically, like, they do not give two poops if we die. They are willing to die. They want us to die. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's us or them. He's trying to talk them down. Uh, it was, like, obviously, Jesse was one of my bros. He was in that cool armor. Mm-hmm. He almost had him talked down. And then Jesse was like, you'll be demoted as a commander. And then I thought of you when Rex was like, ah, I didn't like being a commander anyway. Um, but I don't know. I, this was like still very validating for me. Yeah. Where Rex is concerned. Um, I don't know. There was just so much to it. It really hurt my heart that they were big... shooting live bolts at him and he's just stunning them yeah. all. Also, what a sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's just kind of stormtroopering at him and he's like... Four for four headshots. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. It was also strange because, um, man, I felt I felt more bad for Rex than I did Ahsoka. Mm. Well, yeah, because he's like, my brothers. Yeah. You know, it's very personal for him. Yeah, Even sucks. though, obviously, they're all wearing Ahsoka's face on their face. You know? <laughs> Dude, she's like, I was look, thinking she's about like this. fighting herself, basically, out there. You look, and then in the, in the, in the ship, whenever they're all like, we're gonna kill ya! And you see the ones that are dressed up in the 501st with the Ahsoka helmets. And then you see some that aren't painted. And it was, I wonder if it was like, hey, she was rude to me. Like, what if there were, what if there were, troopers? there were ones that were like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> They're like scrubbing it. Got one of those Mr. Clean Magic erasers trying to rub the paint off. Yeah. Like, I've got to be at the Jedi Temple in 30 parsecs, you know. Dude, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Clone Wars, basically, Ahsoka makes it, barely Rex makes it. And then it was so heartbreaking that they still took the time to bury the clones. You see all those, like, rifles that Mm -hmm. look like Hagrid got a hold of them, you know? And then they just shoved them in the ground and put the helmets on top of them. I was like, 
man, there's a lot of headless bodies out there. You know, like I was just thinking about like you, those helmets aren't just going to blast off of those troopers. They pulled those off of bodies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously... There's some kind of seal I'm sure you can push on the outside or something. I guess. Like when oh, yeah. they take them off, what do they do? Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Uh, it's just really sad. Uh, you know what I also thought? I hate that I can just unplug from the emotion and be and have like an analytical thought. Because uh, I Welcome was, to my world, friend. I, I was thinking, I was thinking, that's not nearly all the clones. <laughs> There's like 50 of them in my two Dude, thoughts. When they got into the shuttle, though, like in the main hangar, mm-hmm. there was like a frick ton of clones. I was like, man, Kieti Mundi fell under like a third of these. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, was, yeah, it did say a lot about Ahsoka. Yeah. I thought it was cool that they had a chopper type droid. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're like, blast these dirty droids. And yeah. I was like, get them. I don't know. I don't really like Chopper that much. I think he's annoying. Uh, I, I thought it was crazy that they get away. Um, I mean, he's got his moments. Don't just get off my back. <laughs> you can he's no R2. Yeah. I can um, already feel it. I haven't even edited the stop episode yet. trying to replace R2. God. It didn't work. What if they're like, uh, what if R2 had arms? <laughs> you with me? Um, arms, everybody? Arm 2? Arm 2D2? Um... I I was like I was feeling it I was a little emotional and then uh, it went straight back up to hype whenever the seasons change and now it's winter on that same planet that mm-hmm. the, everything fell and you see you see stormtroopers storm you see snowtroopers first and I was like I remember so I was watching this because it came out that night mm-hmm. I don't know if Disney has figured out like hey maybe we should put these out at midnight for people who aren't in California I don't know how that works because uh, everything was coming out at midnight right. Pacific. 3, 3, I mean, yeah, Pacific. 3 here. So I'm like, hello, I'm bleeding. <laughs> uh, but they put this one out early. Can, can you? Can they figure that out? Can they do it where just I, in this region? I, I think the only thing that would be that if somebody had like a VPN, they could just you know put it to. So what? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's not me. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, it's I'm them. watching this. It's always them. It's like twelve thirty or one o'clock yeah. at night. I remember you texted me late, and I was like. Yeah. Well, I had to go Again and, with this. I had to go and help, you know, with some stuff from work, and then I got back to the house, and I was like, "Oh, it's up!" So I'm just gonna watch it while I'm wide awake. Right. And I remember thinking, I said out loud, "My wife, poor Mace, she's like falling asleep," and I was like, "Snowtroopers!" <laughs> <laughs> and so you see them, you see uh, stormtroopers and stuff. I've always been confused, like, so if you're on a snow planet, and they're like, "All right, you guys, make sure you get your snow gear," and you. You're late. Go out in your regular <laughs> gear. Like, why is there... I, there's a mix for the aesthetic of it, but you yeah. know what I mean? So anyways, um, and then Vader walks up, and I was like, oh, mama. Mm-hmm. I was so stoked. And it was cool because in episode four, David Prowse, the guy that plays Darth Vader, the helmet is more like kind of purplish-reddish in the eyes. And they really talk... They really show that in Rebels and stuff, too. And then, But by episode three, further mm-hmm. in the... Back in the timeline, but further forward in our timeline... Everything's like matte, you know, solid black. Mm-hmm. Not matte, but like just solid. Um, shiny. Very shiny, very like, you know, episode three is the first time that the helmet's perfectly uh, symmetrical. symmetrical. And, but in this one, if you look, I don't know if you noticed this, but when Anakin slash Vader looks up at that bird, that weird Ahsoka bird, um, you see Anakin's eye under the, mm-hmm. under the lens. And I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I was just... All the feels got me. I was like, does he think Rex is dead? Does he think Ahsoka's dead? In the Ahsoka novel, um, it's... I don't know how they're going to explain that because this is the first time... Unless I just misread 
but in the Ahsoka novel, I feel like Order 66 happens when they're on Mandalore, and Rex seems to have already had his chip removed at this point. I don't know. I'm going to have to reread it. I haven't read that book in like three years. And Whenever it came out. When was that? Yeah, probably like four or five years ago. Crazy. So Rex is very much more like, let's get you out of here, Ahsoka. Yeah. And he lays his blasters down, and they bury her lightsabers right there. Just the one, though. Yeah. Why she only dropped the one? Yeah, I don't know. And Vader only picked up the one. The, the larger one. Yeah. Also, did anybody notice how small her lightsaber looked compared to him? Mm-hmm. It's like if somebody picked up Yoda's lightsaber. So, it was strange. I don't know. The big thing with Disney, Star Wars was like, continuity. That's yeah. why we're getting rid of Legends. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to catch ourselves up on that. So, um, basically, Rex and Ahsoka kind of make a pact where they make it look like they killed each other on mm. Mandalore during order 66 so during in the book if i'm not mistaken they're fighting maul and they have him like i kind of pictured it when i was reading it, i kind of pictured it how they caught uh obi-wan and anakin in those ray shields mm-hmm. in episode three and they kind of have maul in that and then order 66 happens maul gets away that's all you read about him i remember reading the novel and going like oh what happened to maul uh and then ahsoka and rex are kind of like all right take your clothes off we're dead we've been raptured you know yeah. and then they go and in this one, it's like, they're off of Mandalore, they're off of the Star Destroyer, or whatever you call it, for clones, and then they're on this snow planet, and that's where all their stuff is. And it made it feel, in the in the novel, much more like, oh wow, Rex and Ahsoka died killing each other during Order 66, how, how crazy is that? And in this one, I feel like Vader definitely knows that Ahsoka's alive. I feel like he has his suspicions, but in Rebels, it looks like he maybe had those suspicions already. You know what I mean? I think he had suspicions, and in Rebels, it's kind of like, ah, so I was correct. Yeah. But he wasn't He wasn't like, I know what! Yeah. You know? Well, and the crazy thing about Vader, when you look at him, especially all the way from 3 to Jedi, you know from Jedi that there's that good part of him, that Kylo Ren part of him. Mm-hmm. You know, the... The, the wanted, Ben Solo part the, of him. That felt that he was irredeemable, so he still had to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just this uh, kind of like inward battle that he needs her to be dead for him but the Anakin part of him is probably hoping that she's alive mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that part of him won't let him follow up on the maybe she's alive you know what I mean right it's weird it's a weird like I'm trying to it's weird Star Wars is so much different for me than a lot of people I know that's like a more casual fan. Yeah. Because they're looking at that like, wow, Darth Vader. And I'm thinking, man, again, man. What's he thinking? Like, look at us. Yeah. Look, look at us. us. It's idiot. Uh, I was thinking like, what's he thinking? Is he angry? Is he like, you know, because again, going back in Revenge of the Sith where everything's much more black and white, you know, it's like, now he's bad. Mm-hmm. Now we hate Anakin. And Clone Wars did that thing that it always does that makes you feel things and I was like dang like when he sees Ahsoka and you can tell his heart's broken to have to go he wants to go rescue the Chancellor that's Mm -hmm. important to him and he probably gets to see Padme and all that kind of stuff but you can tell he wants to talk to Ahsoka he Mm -hmm. wants to see Ahsoka he wants to talk to her he wants to what's going on with her you know Mm -hmm. and there's so many times that he's like how have you been you know you look like you haven't been eating much come on you know like that sort of like older brother like mentor that loving relationship and Ahsoka's the one that's like we can talk later 
Maul's on Mandalore, yada, yada, yada. Well, and Bo-Katan's really pushing that along as well. Yeah, but Ahsoka's the one originally that's like, we can talk later. Yeah. And Anakin's like, I want to talk now, you know? And then right before he leaves, he gives her like a, see a kid, like mm-hmm. a Han Solo, like a love you kind of thing. And there's no like text that says three days later or right. a year later or whatever when he finds Ahsoka's lightsaber and all that stuff. I assume it's pretty quickly after Revenge of the Sith is, right. my, is my guess. And it's like, what's he feeling? Mm-hmm. Is he like, I wish I could have killed her? You know, has his rage reached that point? Because by the time he sees her in Rebels, he doesn't give two craps. Yeah, well, and I think the thing for Anakin is that he is able to separate her from being the Jedi. Because she's, I mean, that was even Rex's apologetic, where he was like, she's not a Jedi. You Mm -hmm, know what I mean? mm -hmm. Um, And then we also see from the Mortis arc how quickly that switch can be flipped for Anakin. Because he was accidentally converted to the dark side early. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just through a single vision. It wasn't that... Uh, the son put anything there that wasn't there already. Mm-hmm. He just showed him enough to push him over the edge. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that that part of him was always there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't negate the rest of his personality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost seems like from that point on, Vader evolved as a defense mechanism to defend the remaining Anakin part of him from the Emperor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he's now crossed this line. He's like, I've got to be all or nothing. It's from the Emperor, and it's from torturing himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, in the... Especially... Very, very much what we see from Kylo is just never vocalized, where he's like, I can't go back. You know what I mean? You can't go back. Yeah. Just like I can't. Very strong T sound yeah. there from Adam Driver. Um, so, man, in retrospect... Clone Wars was just fantastic. It's always good. Always going to be good. And not that I ever want small screen small screen to trump big screen. Um, but, I mean, Clone Wars... I guess because there are episodes that are like, you know. Um, but the high... If you could just take... I don't know. I don't know how you could do this. But if you could take the top 10 episodes of Clone Wars, and that's like 200 minutes, right? So that's like... I mean, give or take and or top seven or whatever and just make them into a movie that somehow makes sense it's better than a lot of the big screen stuff we've gotten well and i yeah i think and you know this is mainly just because most of the star wars movies for the for the main part Uh are bullet points you know what i mean yeah they're just like the big events that you have to see Mm -hmm. and then Things like Rebels and Clone Wars are the things in between that you want to see. That you, yeah. I think the thing that's so fulfilling to me about the Clone Wars is that it answers all those questions that previously for me were just assumptions. Like, I guess this had to have happened. But now I get to see it and I get to know for sure. Right. I think it's just kind of like one of those things that really puts to bed a lot of questions for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah. So, man, if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen Clone Wars yet, there you, you, you got to do it. And if you know the movies well and you're like I just want to jump into this then just jump into this last season I guess I mean there's a lot of good stuff I mean I I would discourage it just because the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka that gives this last season so much depth you have to go back yeah you know to see their relationship evolve to see why he cares so much about her right but to see that paternal side of Anakin being birthed and then subsequently suffocated yeah 
so how do you feel i was talking to skeleton astronaut skeleton astronaut and i was like he said i miss it like i feel like every every uh it's kind of like when you feed your dog and they're like like they're just eating so fast they're literally picking food up and throwing it to the back of their throat they're like uh and then as soon as they're done they're like got any more you know like that's exactly how i feel every day i was like you know cash is a year old my son and it's like well i'm up at 4 a.m to change this pee pee diaper clone wars is out (laughs) you know my eyes open up and i'm like yeah so now that's not there anymore um i i don't want him to beat it to death yeah and at the same time i'm glad that we got what we did just because like i said earlier it's it's finally given it uh, an ending with a bow. They took it all the way to episode three and beyond, mm-hmm. um, which it, it just was a completion. I remember when we were watching it, or I had watched it the first time, and you know, you get to the end of the the lost episodes, and it's just uh, you're like, dope. Now what? You know what I mean? And right, there, right. There was still there was still that. Gap. There was still a ton of questions, and, and there so, still is. Yeah, but I think it did an amazing job of bridging most of yeah, that gap. But timeline wise, we now have a complete sequence of events you know right what I mean? and that's what even if even if it's just in one avenue mm-hmm. it's been bridged mm-hmm. you know so we know for sure what was happening somewhere during that point in time right and maybe that's what more clone wars means in the future if they do that I, mm-hmm. maybe they won't and if they don't i totally understand because the way they sent it off was so good mm-hmm. well and they've hyped it up so much as this is it this, this is it, yeah this is it this is it. This, 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 this one you yeah. know uh and i think they would just I think Disney has too much pride to be like, just kidding. Yeah. You know, if, if anything, they're going to start a different series. Mm-hmm. So, man, if you're a Star Wars fan and you're like, I'm going to burn out on the movies or you don't like the sequels or whatever, and if you don't, whatever, get over yourself. <laughs> um, but uh, Clone Wars is just amazing, and you can watch it 20 minutes at a time mm-hmm. and just burn through it. Um, and then once you get to season, really season one is already good. I would say by season three. But three, no four, five, back. six, seven, it's like... Yeah. Um, and it's it's not just the story. It's about Star Wars itself. You know what I mean? It, it opens up a whole new side of the Force. Yeah, the world building is ridiculous. The character development between two and three is huge to mm-hmm. really give depth to episode three, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even characters that you don't really get to see very much, like Plo Koon has zero lines in the films and he's one of my favorite star wars characters now because mm-hmm. of the clone wars um i mean darth maul hello yeah and he's in one movie two movies now because of solo but yeah dirt within the skywalker saga he's in one movie and thank you thanks to but because of clone wars mm-hmm. it was smart to bring him into rebels and then they saw the fans were like heck to the freaking yes yeah and so it made sense to bring him into solo mm-hmm. which is Every time I watch Solo, right. I'm like, I have to finish it right. because I have to see Well, Dark and then Mall. beyond that, they're just, um, I guess, until Fallen Order came out, we never really got confirmation about this apparently third side of the Force, which is Force magic, which is almost exclusively used by the Night Sisters. We get to see that close up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get way deeper into the light side and the unexplored territory somewhere beyond. Yeah. And... I don't know, you just, there's so much about Star Wars. It really explains a lot of stuff with the Force that you can't do in a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That you can do over a three or four or five episode arc. Right, and that's the, my most beloved characteristic about the Clone Wars is that they take time to do it right. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I feel for me that Rebels uh, was a bit rushed in their storytelling, you know, in that they're like, all right, this episode's got to be done. we got to be moved on to the next chapter by next episode, so we're going to have a really cheesy ending and nobody dies. Mm-hmm. But the Clone Wars is going to take time, and they're going to, you know, do it four or five episodes if they have to to make sure that they do it right. Yeah. It's, it was interesting, man. It was, uh, <clears throat> it was a good ride. I am sad. Like, I know it's not a person, but I yeah. feel sad that it's over. I'm, I, I am but it's still celebrating there. the life of Clone Wars. Today is a celebration. A of celebration of the life of Clone Wars. So there you go. Episode 16, Celebrating Clone Wars. Um, and there is new stuff. Disney is the master of new material yeah. that they already have. I'm looking forward to comic series. I'm looking forward to new novels. High Republic is... High Republic still on the way. Still on the we way. We don't even know what that uh, new film's going to be about. Mm-mm. I assume High Republic. Right. So, uh, and then you have Disney Gallery, which uh, there's two episodes of that out now that are talking about uh, basically the making of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And you have kind of a round table with a bunch of the people, Favreau and Filoni and a bunch of the directors. Yeah, all the minds not and, all the directors behind Talking the about what it's like. And so, jump into that. And there's going to be new stuff all the time. So, I think that's all we have for today. That's all we have. So, duh. May the force be with you. And remember, the only family you have here is me. See ya.